Okay, guys, how's it going? Welcome to the camera ads 10 pounds, or we should say, bienvenido. Uh, the camera ads 10 pounds. I can't do that in Spanish. Uh, my guest today, uh, mi invitada sí. de hoy, sí, is that right? Um, is, a, is, a, is an actor, actress, comedian, um, voiceover actress, and I don't know how to say all those things in Spanish. Uh, una actriz y un comediante. Sí. Comediante, sí. Um, how do you say voiceover? Hago arte de doblaje. Aguate de do... Arte. Arte. De doblaje. De, see, my, my, like, this is why I need to practice Spanish more. <laughs> uh, model, you do modeling stuff, I do. obviously. Um, and uh, she's here. We actually had planned on doing this podcast, like, over, like, a year ago. And just, you know, shit happens, just like it always does. But we have her in studio today. So, ladies and gentlemen, everyone around the world, um, welcome, Ariana Sanchez. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Now, you are married now. I am married now. Uh, I'm a señora. <laughs> but you still use your maiden, maiden name. Yes, I do. Because my husband has a very beautiful last name. Uh -huh. It's Danso. What is it? Danso. D-A-N-S-O-H. Oh, Danso. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. He's from Ghana. Uh -huh. So it's a very, very you know, Ghanaian last yes. name. Uh -huh. um, and I just feel like I'm constantly in that battle of correcting people to pronounce my name as Ariana and not Ariana. Right. Well, um, you know... Ariana Grande messed it up for you. Exactly. She messed it up for all the other For all of us Arianas. Arianas. No. Yeah. You know, Ariana just sounds so much more beautiful. It does, yeah. And I feel like if people see my name in writing as Ariana Danso, it'd be a little more inclined to pronounce it Ariana. Right. right. Well, it's like me. I have nothing Spanish in my name whatsoever. And so they're mm -hmm. like, you're Mexican? I'm like, yes. Like, <laughs> I was literally, I, I posted a clip like last week or the week before where like, you know, I set it up. I'm Mexican. And then someone literally yells out, you are. And I'm like, like, yeah, but like also. Yeah. Are you sure you know what ethnicity? You yeah. Are? But like, I'm like, why would like, why would I say if I was if I wasn't number one? But, right. you know, my name does not lend itself to be like, you know, that was kind of actually my uh, my upbringing because I grew up. Uh, we lived in East L.A. for a while and then we moved out to the IE. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with IE. Um, but, you know, I always lived in like, you know, predominantly Mexican neighborhoods, but I didn't have Sanchez or Gonzalez or whatever. So it was always like, you're not really Mexican. I was like, I mean, and I don't speak Spanish, although I'm much better now than I was. Um, but it was always kind of like a struggle. Like I had to almost like prove that I was Mexican, even to the point where I don't know, I don't have it on me. My old ID. Yeah. Like my very first driver's license. Like I used to have like a mustache. A all goatee, the stereotypical stuff. Yeah, bushier eyebrows, like baggy pants, you know, like all what was popular back then. Um, and now I'm just like, well, I promise I'm Mexican. If you don't believe me, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, well, I mean, I think a lot of people say, oh, because you don't speak Spanish, you're not Mexican. But right. well, speaking we, Spanish doesn't make you Mexican. Well, we had Your this blood does. Whole debate. Uh, we didn't, but we're so we met for the first time at that HBO thing, yeah. if you recall. Yes. Um, it was like a it's kind of like a networking thing with HBO Latino and yeah, what's Palante. The, yeah, but we'll, it was like HBO yeah, Max University. Palante, yeah, like something. yeah, it was like all it, it was like HBO for like Latinos basically, yeah. like in their next movement of you know Latino themed content and whatever. Creation. But like that was a whole segment was about like spanish and whether or not that makes you latino you yeah. know and there was remember they were like people were like getting into it because yeah, they were like they were well no heated. actually <laughs> spanish is the language of our colonizers it and is. and i'm like yo that's crazy but it's true though it's so true yeah um, and you never think about it because you, you just think like oh no sabes hablar español no no eres mexicana and it's like what and even if you speak the language they're like well what part of Mexico are you from right. and how Mexican are you? And like, so now you're asking me to prove how Mexican I am. Right. I don't ask you to prove how whatever much you are. Right. Like, it's, 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 it's a struggle. It's a struggle. So, and, and you grew up, which I learned just a few minutes ago, you grew up in Colorado. <laughs> I did. Which is not very... I mean, there are Mexicans there, obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, in Colorado, belonged to Mexico, just like yeah. California did. Just like a lot of a lot of from like Colorado down, essentially yeah. Texas, Texas, like. Arizona. Yeah, there, there's not a, as many Mexicans as many. in Colorado yeah. as there is here, for sure. Right. Um, and I think that a lot of it has to do too with like. Do you want water? 
I, I have it right here. Okay. I don't know why I'm not drinking it. <laughs> I <laughs> think, a, of course, a lot of it has to do with like the positioning or the proximity to Mexico, right? Like, I feel like a lot of Mexicans that live here are mainly from like Mazatlán, Sinaloa, Sonora, uh -huh. Mexicali, like this closer. And then you have some people from Oaxaca, which is just like all, all the way on the other side. Right, my grandpa was from Chiapas, See, which is fucking way down that there. That is way far from here. Um, also, may or may not have laundered money for the cartel. I don't know. I can't <laughs> confirm or deny. But as I recall, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but like as I recall certain events from my childhood and then just kind of revisit things, it's possible. It's possible. I, yeah. I feel like just how a lot of us are descendants of like George Washington. My sister's 23 and me says we're descendants of George Washington. No shit. Somehow. So he fucked I, some. I mean, somewhere. he colonized us yeah, somewhere, yeah. you know, I don't know. Interesting. But um, I also have French and Spaniard uh -huh. in me, but I feel like just how we have that linkage. So are we you, all are have you, some linkage are you Mexican? I'm Mexican, 100%. Okay. 100% yeah. Mexican. Yeah, first generation. Yes. Uh, I actually get told my husband was like, baby, please don't ever repeat this in public. But, you know, it's my story. <laughs> I didn't know who Michael Jackson was until I went to high school really? because I grew up Wait, so heavily. I'm sorry. How old are you? I, I'm sorry about my age. OK, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I, as, I, as it came out of my mouth, I was like, I'm sorry. But like really? Michael Jackson, though? Well, yeah, because I grew up con Los Tigres del Norte, Bronco, uh -huh. Temerarios, Los Bukis, you know. Alejandra Fernandez, Menudo. Ana Gabriel, Menudo, <laughs> like all, I, I grew up listening yeah, yeah. Okay. to Spanish you're first music. Because so you're parents, first generation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my mom doesn't Luis speak Miguel. English. Nobody in the house. Like I learned English in school. Okay. And with my older brother and uh -huh. our siblings, like we speak English to each other. Right. But with our family and our elders, like we speak Spanish. I, I would only watch like telenovelas or... Movies with Cantinflas or... Cantinflas. Yeah. I remember that from Spanish class. It's a cartoon, right? <laughs> well, no. Cantinflas is a show kind of we, like... Um, I, I, I remember our Spanish teacher watching, but it's been so long. I obviously don't... Or it was in it black and us. white. Yeah. Yeah. Like like Chaplin. What was the first Okay. Name? Yeah. 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 So it's kind of like that style. Yeah. Like where it's comedy, but you know... Like okay. Skits. Like slapstick humor. Yeah. Basically. Like El Chavo del Ocho. Uh -huh. I have no idea what that is. Yeah. They're all like your very typical spanish programming okay so i it wasn't until like seventh grade that i started immersing in more in the american culture uh -huh. and learning i don't know so were you like an esl did? classes growing up for or yes did they just throw no. you to the wolves they like... kind of just threw me to the wolves <laughs> i've been seeing this meme where it's like can you imagine my parents just dropped me off in a school not knowing the language yeah. Like, that was pretty much it. it that's, was, I mean, that's how a lot of it. That's how my mom was, yeah. which was why she didn't teach us Spanish, which I talked about last week or the week. Yeah, on my last week's episode. But like my mom's, my mom was fluent in Spanish, but she never taught us. She but, didn't want you to struggle like she did. Yeah. Which yeah. is interesting, though, because she also went to school in East L.A. And it's like, obviously, there's a lot of Mexicans and other Latino cultures, but it just wasn't like, I don't know. I wish she would have taught us because yeah. I wouldn't have, I would know how to say all the things. I I. This is a very like a common topic of a conversation amongst yeah. us, like first, yeah. second right. generation about how our parents struggled. So they didn't want us to right. have that struggle. Yeah, and then yeah. in a way, it's like handicapping us and speaking another a little language. bit. I'm great at English, bit. though. You I have mastered the English you language. Speak English phenomenally. <laughs> but also like, you know, in like at any time I would like be, you know, maybe looking for a new agent or like going to like, I don't remember if you remember like they don't really exist anymore but like like those casting workshops oh, yeah. where you would like pay a casting director and you'd sit there and do like a scene for them and they'd be the casting director of criminal minds or i know that yeah. scott david used to fucking do all of them he took all our money and he got in trouble <laughs> fuck off scott david uh but anyway sorry i cuss on my podcast i don't care yo siento um <laughs> but a lot of times like on the q a or whatever like or like they would talk to you afterwards they would ask you do you speak spanish I'm like, I don't, like, not well enough to, like, you know, they're yeah. like, oh, you could have more work if you spoke Spanish. I'm like, that's crazy because I see so many shows where they speak English, the, ang the language that I actually do know. So, yeah. like, maybe, you know, and I was always, like, it was always frustrating to me because, like, like I said, agents, casting directors would always be like, you'd work more if you spoke Spanish. I'm like, just because I look like this because I speak great English and I see tons of TV and movies and whatever that, like, you know, 
or yeah. they speak English. But if you look like me, I guess, then you're expected to have an accent or maybe speak which right. is which just, that's so annoying it's just changing because now, we're but... latino we don't have to have right actually i never spoke with an accent until i moved to hollywood and i had to learn a really? spanish accent in english that's crazy yeah can you do it really quick i'm just kidding <laughs> Of course, like I could do it. I'm trained. <laughs> it's like uh, that Sofia Vergara. That's what everybody likes. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> we so had annoying. to, uh, I did a, com I, I was on a comedy show, uh, I don't know, like a month ago or so. And it's like a, it's like a themed comedy show or whatever. So one of the things that came up was, um, where did, where, where's like the last exotic place that you went on vacation? And I was like, well, I mean, it's not exotic, but it's Cabo, like, it's kind of exotic, but kind of. it's a beach. It's beautiful. Tropical. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, okay. And then the next part of it was you have to sing your favorite karaoke song in the accent of the last, like of that place. <laughs> so I sang like Wanted, Dead or Alive, because that's my go-to fucking karaoke song. Bon Jovi. You know who nice. that is? Yes, I do know okay, who that is. Okay, cool. Um, I'm Americanized now. Okay. Um, and so I sang it with like a Mexican accent and it was so funny. And they were dying, right? They were dying. Can, can you give us a clip of that? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. This is the first. This is maybe the first time I've sang on my podcast. Is that weird? Woo! But I'm doing it like so. Okay, um, it's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> Only the names have changed every day. It sings we're wasting away. Yeah, but they loved it, right? Yeah. Then I started talking about. Uh, people with peanut allergies oh my god and they fucking turned on me and i'm like because we use well mexicans have peanuts and everything but you said peanuts right yeah okay not penis allergies because right. that would be funny too. that would be horrible <laughs> uh, my husband actually has a peanut allergy really yeah when you said your peanut allergy joke i was laughing because oh were you there oh that's right you came i to the was show at the, the other comedy day. show okay. that you lasted yeah and you said that you hate peanut allergies i thought that i hate peanut allergies i think it's just they ruined i think it for it's the funny plane. that people have peanut allergies i and you know what's annoying so i your second part of that joke i remember very clearly because i was going to tell you about it after the show and then i completely forgot <laughs> you said so now everybody gets pretzels on the airplane yeah i have a gluten allergy hilarious so i can't have so because of these people's allergies the and they don't get peanuts on the plane I then they give nothing. us pretzels. Now you can't have pretzels, so you suffer on both fronts. I do. What about the people that are gluten allergy? Maybe they should keep the peanuts for those people. Right. It's bullshit. You or see they what I'm should saying? come up. Why not have almonds? Almonds are a great snack. They're True. healthy. They're filling. I like almonds. I don't know anybody allergic to almonds. Neither do I. I I, I just think peanuts is, but it's it's funny because I the joke is mexicans don't have peanut allergies and and if they do then we don't care and it's so yeah, true like, like you still eat it yeah like i mean like i don't know if you have you have brother you have an older brother yeah you have like nieces and nephews i do so like my brothers have kids and so i have nieces and nephews also and like they're very picky on what they eat yeah and we couldn't be picky and i'm sure you're probably the same way Mexican parents like it was like my mom was cooking this for dinner and that's what we had that's what you have those are and your you're gonna eat the whole fucking plate oh it's spicy I don't care no eat it I my, my dad I told the story I think I've told it on here I repeat myself sometimes because I, I have so many podcasts I don't know what I say <laughs> on what but like it's a it's very traumatizing still but like I, I never liked eating the fat on steak oh no that's so gross it used to be, I eat it now no. sometimes with certain cuts of meat, like, okay. and depending on how much fat it is, like there's a certain point where it's like, I can still eat this, but if yeah. it's too much and it's like, if it's just all like, I'm not going to eat that. But like, if it's a little bit intertwined with the meat, it's okay. But when I was a kid, I did not eat any fat. Uh -huh. And then one day we went somewhere and my dad, it was pastrami, which I still won't eat to this day. Because of all those fat bubbles. There's so many fat things. And it's I so ate gross. all the meat, but I didn't eat the fat. Yeah. And then my dad is like, finish it. I was like, well, I'm not going to eat the fat. He's like, no, you finish it. And he shoved it down my mouth. And then I threw up. And I've never eaten pastrami since. I am so sorry. That is it's very okay. traumatizing. Well, I have a podcast now. <laughs> now, you, now you tell everybody how traumatizing about, your dad was. Yeah. I mean, I talk about him on stage sometimes and whatever. It's like, yeah, it is. Yeah. We all have our traumas. We have our traumas, our stories. Yeah. I was telling one of my friends today because she felt bad speaking part of her truth because it would put somebody in a bad light 
And I'm like, if something that we have to learn yeah. is that it's our truth. Yeah. If that person didn't want to be in a bad light, then they shouldn't be doing exactly. the things that they don't want to be known for. I shouldn't have to protect you. Right. I mean, my dad's dead now, so it's fine. But yeah. even when he was alive, I didn't have a problem saying, yeah. saying these things. Um, your parents still live in Colorado? Yes. We both live in Colorado. When you... Uh, did you go to school for like theater or something? Not at all. Okay. Actually, so I've always been <laughs> like in love with the arts and drama and a performer. Uh-huh. Um, I had a traumatic experience when I was really young that actually made me be very, very shy and quiet and soft-spoken. Uh-oh. So I've had to do years of therapy and now I am very outspoken okay. and I don't have any filters anymore okay. um, and was able to pursue the acting again. But yeah, no, I, I didn't study theater. Are you not going to tell us what happened? If you don't have to. I mean, I can. I don't. I just don't know if it's that kind of podcast. And it's this podcast. <laughs> we have no themes. We just talk. No I just theme. bring people that I want to have on because I think are interesting. Or sometimes I know the people very well. Sometimes I don't. But it's fun. Sometimes I feel like when my people are getting to know the guest with me also. Um, yeah. So yeah. 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 Of course. Because I've, I've I've unloaded lots of trauma throughout the course of this podcast. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I I think when people speak their of their traumas to it opens the doors for other people to identify and not feel ashamed for the trauma that they've gone through i mean that's like it's like whether it's like on stage or whether it's in the podcast i feel like people generally like we were talking about i was talking about it literally last week with uh olivia my guest she was talking about she's very vulnerable on stage and i'm like i mean kind of so i mean depending on on what what set i'm doing or whatever um but like if i'm doing like my full like half hour or even hour like you know everything about me by the time I'm done. But also like on this podcast, but I feel like that's what connects people to you. Because like in the old days, I'm not saying I'm a a star because I'm not, but like, you know, if a a famous person, you maybe didn't know a lot about them. And then now in the age of social media, it's like people like this person because they like them in their movies or their music, but they also like the behind the scenes stuff. Like, oh, look at her dogs or look at her this. Like to know the person, You know, she, you know, like I'm a big, uh, uh, do you know who Lindsay L is? She's a country singer. Mm-mm. She's kind of famous, but if you don't listen to country, maybe not. I do not. here and there. Yeah, I don't I'll know. Look her up. But she's very, she's very vocal about the fact that she's been, she was a rape victim, yeah. and she had an eating disorder, and all those things, and like people love her because she finally, she, she didn't talk about it for a long time. Yeah. But I think she hit a certain point where she's like, yeah, and now people love her because she shared this part of her. With and them. I think a lot of it had to do with her taking her power back. Right. And exactly. feeling like, you know what, this is what happened to me, not, hmm. not in a way you you realize that you are not responsible for protecting the abuser right i was sexually abused as well shit i want to have to ask (laughs) god damn it It, it's you know i feel like sharing my story yeah has helped a lot of women to find their voice and find their strength and to change stuff and also to end these generational traumas because sometimes yeah. unfortunately it's more common that it's a family member or somebody that's this is close to the kid? family this is when i was a kid Fuck, the worst yeah and Sorry. and i was thank yeah. you i was directly told do not speak of this it happens you need to just shut up and deal with it and it never act as if it never happened so i was silenced as a young child um my mother didn't have the proper guidance to seek help for me or you know didn't have that mental development of no this doesn't have to happen or i don't have to pretend as if it didn't happen right so again i think a lot of us don't learn until later until our adulthood that right. we don't have to protect our abuser. We don't have to protect other people. And yeah. we are not what happened to us. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I was, I mean, my, my, as I've talked about on here, but like my dad was very abusive throughout yeah. my childhood. Talk about it all the time but like as a kid i never i wasn't because like you're like well if you say it your dad will go to jail and then if he gets out then it's even worse and so it's like it's a whole struggle of like like my friends knew and like my dad would hit me in front of my friends sometimes and it was just like uh you know but like 
you learn through therapy that like everything that happens to you as an adult indirectly like goes back to stuff that happened to you as a child like the relationships that you have the decisions you make like probably my decision to be a comedian goes back to the fact that like (laughs) my dad beat the fuck out of me and i had issues you know what i mean like it's a whole thing but like therapy like you talked about it but like it definitely helped me and i know like a lot of guys don't like i feel like now it's a little bit more common to go to therapy well just to even admit that you go to therapy like there's a whole like you know, macho is great and all. And like, I'm, you know, I take pride in the fact that I'm kind of a guy's guy, but I'm also very sensitive, you know, uh, but like you wouldn't go to therapy, let alone talk about the fact that you went to therapy. If you were like a guy, yeah, like, I don't need therapy. Like that's, you know, there's this whole misconception of, oh, you're not strong enough to yeah, deal like in weak, on your own, like, like man that's, up. That's pussy and, shit. It's yeah. like, no, dude, like I learned so much. And I, yeah. I still go sometimes. Um, I feel like I'm I'm in a very good place, you know, knock on wood. <laughs> Nothing bad happens anytime soon. But I have uh, to knock on wood for you too. <laughs> <laughs> but like, again, like you learn a lot about yourself. And, you know, like I said, especially like yeah. in relationships and all that you learn that like, oh, it all goes back to when I was a kid. For sure. It sucks. And and yeah, like therapist helps you or therapy helps you see a different side of things that yeah. you had no idea you were doing reason or things because of that right. reason. Totally. I feel like even couples therapy helps uh-huh. tremendously to every couple. And even if you feel like you're not having any issues, I feel like- A little late for crucial. this, Ariana. I wish you would have told me this a few I'm months ago. sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I, I I really like advocate for a couple therapy. I, I I always do as I'm getting broken up with. I'm like, wait, can't we go to therapy? And they're like, no, no we're breaking up do now. That at the beginning. Yeah, I I didn't know this. Well, maybe not like right at the beginning, but once you're like, you know, in the love stage, uh-huh. because and this it makes is how, sense now. This is how you can propose it. If you have an argument or a misunderstanding on something, be like, sweetie, I feel like I'm not understanding you on this. And maybe it's because we're not expressing each other in the way that we can understand. Uh Would you like to go to therapy and we can learn more about each other? You know, I think any woman would be like, yeah, you want to you want to connect with me? You want to get closer? You want to get mentally intimate? Let's do this. Interesting. So do you and your husband go to therapy? Uh, We're paused for it right now because our therapist went on labor okay or maternity maternity leave leave. i got you sorry sometimes because english is my second language the words like i'm like wait what what am i saying um but yeah we did we did therapy and it was amazing because we realized that we both receive information and process it and then deliver it completely different i'm more of the person that if something irritates me right now depending on what it is, if I can't fix it this instant, then I need to walk away, clear my mind and come back at it. Whereas my husband like needs to know the answer right now. And if he doesn't push for it right now, right now, right now, then he tables it. And then he's just like holding on it. And me, if we talk about something, I dismiss it. I no longer hold on to it. I'm done. Whereas he will dismiss it for the moment to avoid a problem, but to hold on to it. So it's kind of, once we learn that about each other, we're like, all right, how are we going to process this? Or this is what I understood. What did you understand? I feel this way. How do you feel? Oh, it wasn't my intention to make you feel that way. I was explaining it this way. Right. It's like that. What is it? When you blank, I feel blank because. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of the techniques. I know, dude. I fucking, I've spent lots of money on it. (laughs) But like so I said, you got to do it in your relationship. Yeah. And now, now, I mean, if I ever get it, when I, when, when, when I get into relationship. another relationship, I will be like, Hey, I know we're doing great, but like maybe we should go see a therapist. Yeah. I can't have another breakup. No, I ah. have, I have a couple people in mind for you. We'll oh, talk really? After, maybe. Well, uh, we got to, can I screen them really quick? Like, uh, uh there's a, there's a couple things that I'm, that I, that I, I just, deal breakers what are your deal breakers uh they have to they don't have to be as like into fitness as me but like fitness does have to be a part of their life okay and what else um that's the number one thing because like i mean i run marathons and i work out yeah you do five six days a week like and i if i'm in a relationship like the thing about like you know people in a relationship i'm generalizing obviously but like 
I love going out to eat. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, everybody does, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that's not normal. But when you're like, if you're preparing for a race or whatever, like you sometimes have to be a little bit more selective about what you're eating. And so yeah. having someone that's kind of on board with it, you know, maybe they're getting ready for a competition or something also, then it's like, okay, well, we can balance our macros and stuff together and it's fine. And then when we're off, you know, training for what we're training for, then yeah, we'll enjoy ourselves and whatever. But like, there is that like, okay, we're in relationships, we're just going to go out to eat all the time. And now we both gain 10 pounds, which would never happen to me. But like, it happens to people. It happened to me. Really? Just right now. Why do you think I'm wearing this? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like, it just, so that's why like, I would like someone to be like, at least close to being on the same page as far as that goes. That's Uh number one. Um, Number two, I have tears. Because I'm a big Dodger fan, as everybody knows. I don't expect them to be a big Dodger fan, but like I'm gonna go to a ton of Dodger games. So like they at least have to be okay with you going to the be, games. Or come with me and just be able to be fun. Yeah. Like I make it fun. Like every literally every relationship I've ever been in, as long as I can remember, I've been able to have fun with them, even if they weren't even remotely into baseball Mm -hmm. i know how to make it fun for women at baseball games what if they're they're fans of an opposing team as long as it's not the giants we're good if it's (laughs) a giant she's a fucking whore and she's never coming anywhere with me (laughs) that's a big rival okay it'd be like uh i can't see denver has no real rivals yes we do not broncos and the chiefs or or, yeah okay broncos broncos raiders but it's raiders but like I feel like it's more Raider fans than anything, but like, yeah, the Giants, like Dodgers and Giants fans are huge rivals, hate each other. I mean, people have been stabbed and jumped oh. at the stadium. See, that's a little too intense. It is too. I would never, I would that's, never. It's, it's, it's actually pathetic. It, that's like, you're not giving people the freedom of choice to who they want to like. It's, it's, it's losers. Yeah. On both sides. Giants fans do it. Dodger fans do it. They're fucking losers. I'll say it a million times. I have a Dodger podcast. I talk shit about it when it happens. It doesn't hasn't really happened of late, but like back in the day, dude, I there used to be some fights at Dodger Stadium wow. at Giants games. Yeah, I remember Dodgers Stadium. I would hear like horror. Yeah, it got it's they have it. new owners now. I mean, they've been the owners for like the last 10 years, but they've cleaned it up and there's definitely more more police presence and stuff it's a they've kind of created and they've done ton of renovations so it's like there's it's a more family atmosphere and it's yeah. also a lot more expensive now yeah i've it's, been there it's nice there's a it is nice now yeah. but it wasn't always that way but uh they just uh i don't know who it was but they released like a thing of like the most expensive ticket and that mm-hmm. dodgers was like either number one or number two i'm looking at it because i still I, I still have it saved so like as far as average ticket price goes I'm looking at it. I have it. I feel like everything in LA is the markup is just absolutely (laughs) ridiculous. You're telling me, dude. Like, listen, just because there's celebrities that live in this town doesn't mean all of us can afford to live like a celebrity. Average ticket prices per team. Dodgers is number one. The average ticket price is $209. And number two is Yankee Stadium. Number three is Fenway Park. Number four is Oracle Park where the Giants play. Like, But that's yeah. crazy. That's the average price. Obviously, there's cheaper tickets and there's yeah. more expensive tickets. But like, that's crazy. That like, think is. about it if you have a family. No, it's insane. Yeah, that's it's why like I It's like you're dropping your mortgage just to go watch a yeah, game. for real. Like, for a family of crazy. four. Um, but anyway, so that's one of the checklist check things. Like, as long as they, they can have, have fun have with me. They just have fun with me. Okay. At a, at a baseball game. Um, it would be dope if one of these two things... Or both, um, if they were into like boy bands and pop music, because like, like NSYNC, f- and uh, yeah, Backstreet like NSYNC, one hundred percent, like all of that. Yeah. And then uh, it's never gonna happen. But the only reason this is don't even, say it's never gonna happen. It, you well, just this have is to the thing; it, it is there. possible because. So I, I love wrestling, uh-huh. like pro wrestling. Oh my god, <laughs> no, I'm learning so much Peter, about you right no now. Wonder I you're love single. it. Um, no. I've gone There's in waves, but I'm, I'm like all in again now. No uh, pun intended, AEW fans. But um, <laughs> like I've gone to several, I've gone to quite a few wrestling events and recently too. And I've seen some super like very attractive women there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? I've never met a hot girl that likes wrestling ever. I think really. 
I've, I've never met one. I'm not saying they don't exist. I've never met one. Yeah. Just like I've never met a super, like, you. I don't know if you watch like ESPN or whatever, but like mm-hmm. all of the, like the on-field correspondents, even some of the, like the anchors on ESPN now. Yeah. S- beautiful women. Yeah, they're all very beautiful. Never met a girl that's like, oh yeah, like fucking, he's my favorite running back. And you're just like, it's just... I don't know, but that's the trend. But I think it's because maybe it depends on where you hang out. Maybe because I know a lot of those girls. Oh well, fuck. We're gonna talk about this. Let's go. <laughs> Can we call them right now on the air and we'll see what happens? Oh my god, that would make some great content. That would make great uh, content. I don't think they'd answer me right now. They're all of them are going through different things right now. Uh oh. Well, we're all going through stuff. We're all going. Through stuff. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing your story, by the way. I know Thank you. I'm sure it's not easy. Um, it's gotten easier. Uh, I've done a lot of like women empowerment. Oh, yeah. Uh, campaigns. Okay. And like, yeah, I've done panels and really, yeah, I found that as you're helping others up and like reaching down and up, you're bringing yourself up as well. Uh huh. Okay. Like it helps heal. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I, I, I can see that. Like, cause it, it makes you be, just feel like you're not alone. Yes. When you hear other people's story and then you're like, oh, well, this person has been through this and they're you doing relate, okay. So yeah. I can do okay too. Like, exactly you know yeah um, i feel like we all have to support each other and yeah. help each other and you know how how do we make the world a better place by consuming my content <laughs> is the first way definitely <laughs> um so okay i'm sorry i'll bounce around but so how did you end up here from, in la from oh that's why you were asking if i study theater yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. sorry that was i was that was my segue but then we went off you know it happens that's yeah. why I, it's, it's, it's a podcast it's my it's ADHD goes over no it's, it's it's really me i <laughs> i i will bounce all over the place um so. and i'll follow you yeah um so how did i get back into theater i actually studied like business and sociology and spanish like i did nothing to do with theater Smart. <laughs> yeah and then one i i lived in denver so uh-huh. 303. I, in 303, 5280. Uh-huh. That's right. That's the elevation. That's the mile, mile high. high. You're yep. welcome. There's a burger place in Denver called 5280 Burger. Yeah. It's okay. There's it's also the, the 5280 Magazine. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm in one of those magazines, oh, actually. As? Modeling. Okay. What are I, you modeling? What was I doing in that one? I don't remember. I was probably doing one of the fashion shows. I started okay. doing fashion shows in Denver. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I became like a brand ambassador, so I was going around to different places. A lot of like then, North Face gear. <laughs> more like alcohols. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I did like swimwear. I did local designers. Okay. I did fashion shoots. I love Denver. So, I almost so moved there. Beautiful. You I did? I was very close. I, I actually considered it. Okay. Yeah. And then? Um, you going to take the cold? That I can actually take the cold. Okay. I, I mean, I travel all over the place. I go to like cold places all the time. Um, I just, it was, it was a haste decision mm. and I was just like, this is, this, I'm sorry. No, you're um, fine. <laughs> my car had gotten stolen here Okay. and I was still making payments on the car, but because I was kind of struggling, um, I didn't have full insurance on my car. Oh. So I was like looking face to face with the reality that I was going to have a $400 car payment on a car that I didn't have anymore for the next three years. Oh my gosh. And I was just like, it, I just, I felt just like, like, like an emptiness. Like it's yeah. just, it's a very sick feeling. I'm like, yeah. why the fuck didn't I pay the extra 75 bucks a month for full coverage? Right. Why am I I'm like, you know, and I beat myself up and I'm just like, I'm done with this fucking place. The second time I've had a car stolen. Oh my God. Here um, in LA? Yeah. Wow. And not only that, it got stolen from my garage in my very expensive apartment that I could barely afford at the, at the time. Um, and I was just like, I'm like, I'm wow. fucking done. And then I had, so I was like, I'm going to move. Denver has a very good comedy scene. Yeah, they do. Um, very, it's a very good comedy scene. And it's also like a, like a central hub, like a lot of connecting flights go yeah. into Denver airport. Like, I, I can't tell you how many layovers I've had at the Denver airport, you know, when I'm on my way somewhere else from here or back home or whatever. So like, but like, there's a lot yeah. of comedy there and Comedy Works is one of the best comedy clubs in the country and they have the, whatever. But they also have like a lot of like independent Other shows too. Yeah. So it was like, I could probably do comedy here because that's always been my goal is to just do comedy, you know. Um, but like I said, it was a haste decision and then 
I took a few steps back and then I ended up not moving to Denver. But I really thought about it for a second. Denver is beautiful. I'm so homesick. I miss it all the time. Yeah. Except not so much any like I do and I don't. I miss it because I hate alley drivers. I really hate alley drivers. I hate alley drivers. <laughs> and the traffic I, I here. Fuck, no, the traffic. And the taxes. And the ta- and the taxes. And the crowds. <laughs> and the people. Like just the amount. It's just. It's very populated. It's very populated. I talked about it. I did like a little thing and people were getting really upset at me on my Instagram um, where I was like, I kind of wish we had another pandemic because I'm tired of spending half my day in traffic. I wish it wasn't a pandemic, but I wish people would go back to working from home. We've proven that it's efficient. It works. It saves so much money on the company. It's like you you hear about all these people, like how so many people are leaving L.A. And I'm like where because it's not making any difference there's more traffic now than i've lived here my whole life minus the year i spent in oklahoma like there's more traffic now than anywhere like when we leave here it's gonna take me probably at least a half hour to get the two miles that i need to get i'm only going two miles miles, dude it's gonna take me an hour and a half to get home i'm gonna go where do you live like in pasadena about oh yeah that's right i'm sorry yeah Yeah, it's gonna take forever but I, i only have to go to across the street from cbs Beverly and Fairfax and it's going to fucking take me like 30 it's minutes take you like a long time. it's crazy so I just yeah. wish like like the other day the day before 4th of July 20 minutes to get from Glendale to to here and I was like nice that's how it should be that is all how the it time should be Remember all the movie? The have you seen the movie Clueless yeah you have yeah okay. where they get from one place to another yeah he's like, like everywhere far. in LA it takes 20 minutes and I'm like what it may be in 1990 or whenever that movie was made, <laughs> yeah. it took 20 minutes. It does not take 20 minutes to get to anywhere anymore. Like no. it's so annoying. So yes, I agree with you. Traffic, yeah. LA drivers. It's suck. so bad. But a lot of people from California have now moved to Colorado uh-huh. and traffic. I was just there last year. I was stationed out there for a couple months doing some work. Uh-huh. And yeah, the traffic is as bad or close to as bad as it is In here Denver? now. Yes, because it's it's a big small city yeah so like it has everything it does no i i i love it yeah it but it wasn't built like we don't have five lane highways well actually now they just built one but it's still the traffic has gotten so bad and you can always tell who are the people from california because they are the worst drivers like we have a joke in in colorado like those of us that are natives there Uh where we see somebody driving reckless we're like they're from california and then we look and sure enough the license plates are from california every time it never (laughs) fails or like they don't know how to drive in the snow why don't you get some lessons okay i will say this i too don't know how to drive in the snow, but I would try to avoid driving in the snow if at all possible. Yeah. Um, I feel like anybody with common sense, if they don't know how to drive in a certain type of weather, yeah. you would either drive with more caution. Well, this is what happened. Which people don't. I, I definitely did. I thought I was going to die. Oh um, my God, I'm sorry. I got, so I, I had a gig in Eastern Washington, um, but it was, uh, I had to fly into Seattle and then drive to the gig. Mm. And then I was driving back from the gig. The f- I had to take like a morning flight out of Seattle. So the flight was like, let's say seven o'clock in the morning. It might've even been earlier. So rather than wake up at two and drive, like t- I just, after the show, headed back to Seattle from mm-hmm. wherever I was, like three hours outside of Seattle. And I got caught in a snowstorm. Oh. And... It can I didn't be scary. I no, it was terrifying because it was it was it was to the point where I did a whole episode about this. <laughs> um, Reliving your trauma. Well, it was a uh, it was to the point where like y- you couldn't even see the lines on the highway. Yeah. Um it was a blizzard. Yeah, you couldn't I've see the lines on the blizzard. highway. It's so bad. Um and I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what to do, but I can't go back now because I've already gone. I'm like, I'm already like an hour or so in, and I still have to take this flight tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe I can't change it. It's still going to snow. There's actually more snow coming. So if I don't fucking get over here, but also my, my whole thing was like, I'm like, they haven't closed the freeway. Yeah. So it's clearly still, still safe enough. Yeah. And so we all kind of basically just all formed like a single file line. And I was following like the big trucks. We were going like maybe 25, 30. Yeah. And, but I was, I, I'm like, I might die. No, no, it's scary. I might die. It's scary for sure. I got stuck in a blizzard on I-70 in Colorado. Uh-huh. And for those of you that don't know, that's the highway that goes right from like, it, I mean, it goes across a lot of state lines, but yeah. it's the highway east, that west. takes you from 
downtown Denver uh -huh. all the way through the mountains. Uh -huh. And so there, when mm -hmm. you're on the mountains, it's it can be very curvy. Yes. There's hills. Yes. I mean, you look over and there's like you'll fall into the Grand Canyon or not the Grand Canyon, the Colorado River. Right. Um, I don't like that. No. And, <laughs> and usually it's a three hour drive from the town where my dad's family lives to where to Denver. Uh -huh. um, and it took me six hours and some change to make that drive because it was a blizzard yeah. and i can see two feet in front of my headlights yeah see i don't like i that. couldn't see anywhere around but what you do when it's snowing like that you just drive slower yeah you Put don't ride the brake you just keep your foot kind of by there and and when you're gonna stop on the snow you pump your brake right. like you yes, you I know this you don't yeah. slam on them right and a lot of people from california specifically right totally <laughs> they go faster or they'll do crazy Stupid. turns and it's always like your wheel if you're losing control of your car you go the opposite direction to kind of like level it yeah, you can't and think about people that in the heat yeah the it's like <laughs> but so just drive slower yeah just drive slower which is what i did i lived yeah i lived to tell another day but i'm glad I'm you're like, here yeah thanks same um that'd be the, like i mean it wouldn't be the worst place to die but i mean just I died doing what I loved. I guess that would have been like the thing. He was coming from a comedy gig. Like at least yeah. he got to like, but it wasn't even a good gig. It was like a shit gig. Aww. It was one of those gigs. He bombed so bad he died. Oh, I didn't bomb. That's how oh, okay. it was just a shitty venue. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I'm not going to name the venue. If you, anyone listening as a comedian, just look up comedy clubs in Eastern Washington. But it was <laughs> just like. only one. It was just there. Yeah. It was just one of those gigs where you're like, oh, this is why comics kill themselves like one of those gigs like yeah just i've been to those just gigs. like a dark town it was it was very it had just snowed it wasn't snowing where i was but it was like mm -hmm. you know it's like nine degrees and just like i don't know just like a sad town and i was like this is really depressing it's but, really depressing you know that's comedy we go places like that sometimes yeah it can't all be you know the brea improv or whatever you know sometimes you gotta Little go shining lights yeah like you know dude comedy Comedy is a whole different other animal. It's crazy. Yeah. I saw on one of your podcasts you were talking about how uh, you have to create your own space and your own rooms to perform and Definitely. a lot of having to do like put in the work with mics. and You don't have to, but it helps. It helps. I feel like you can't I expect hosted... people to give you stage time. Right. You're not owed stage time. No, you're not owed stage yeah. time. I just I feel like there's certain things that could be done a little differently. But 100 percent. I mean, it's, I'm going to open a comedy club one day somewhere um, and I will treat comics well. I will. If it's not me, there will be somebody to answer all the emails that you send when you're looking for work, yes. which is something that isn't, <laughs> isn't uh, a thing like uh, I can't tell you like. And I've talked about this on this podcast before, too, but like I feel like I have a lot of people that follow me that are like maybe knew me in high school even earlier than that or you know call whatever like that know me like personally not like yeah as, and they see me posting about you know i'm going to be here this weekend i'm going to be in vegas this weekend at the notoriety comedy club july 7th and 8th like yeah it's like oh he's posting another show like almost like like i'm doing it to brag and it's like no, no. number one i'm doing it because i have to promote i have right. to like you, we are judged on how many butts we put in seats and whatever but also i'm doing it because i've probably sent 30 emails and then this one got returned to get and I your got, slot. Yeah, to yeah. get this gig. Like every gig that I get, any road gig that I get, especially, yeah, comes on the lot. heels of 25 to 30 emails that didn't go answered. Yeah. Just, just not answering. Yeah. It's it's very difficult to get your stage time and it's very yeah. difficult to keep your stage time. Definitely. I when you're talking about like, yeah, I feel some type of way. Like I hate putting it out there like hey i'm gonna be doing this show because i don't want people to think like oh she's bragging i'm not bragging yeah i'm trying to get you I there to promote but i that's what i would change because i feel like that's why we have promoters i feel like when i have to promote my stage time i feel like i am the cashier at target scanning my own items like i just got a job doing my Can own I make a doing somebody else's work yeah i've never talked about this on the podcast before um I go to Whole Foods a lot. Uh-huh. Not a flex, just <laughs> and I get their hot breakfast probably like two or three times a week just because oh, I, I don't have time to go home. Big money. And, well, 
so I go to the self checkout and I will put it. You're supposed to weigh it. Yeah. It's like I want to say it's like eleven ninety nine a pound. Oh man. Which is not cheap. No. Um. So normally, what I get like eggs, bacon, or sa- egg sausage, something along those lines, and a kombucha, um, usually comes out to about fifteen dollars. But if you take some of the weight off of the hot food, then it ends up being like six or seven dollars. It's a fucking hack, dude. If you're gonna make me ring that <laughs> shit up, then that's what you the, get, dude. That that's your wage for ringing your own stuff. Yeah, one hundred. Yeah. That's not stealing. It, yeah, I mean I, maybe, but like. I'm sorry, fucking Jeff Bezos can afford it. Yeah. That's what you get for making me ring up my own shit. Exactly. Like you're not only are you taking jobs from people, yeah. you're making me do something that you're supposed to be doing. They have a fucking and... Whole Foods now has because they're, you know, it's owned by Amazon now. Yeah. They have like a finger scan thing where like you register your account and like you you don't have to have a card. or You can literally walk into Whole Foods. And if you've signed up for this, you just put your finger on the thing. What? Is that at the Amazon Fresh markets? No, it's at fucking Whole Foods. At Whole Foods. I mean, it might be at Amazon Fresh. I've never been to an Amazon Fresh, but at Whole Foods. They're creepy. You can fucking, bam. They have a fingerprint. You log in with your phone. Let them. It tracks that you came into the store. You put your stuff in your cart. And it tracks. Yeah, and you walk out with it. And it tracks everything that you put in your cart. So it charges you. So just like ordering something off of Amazon. Yeah. Really? It's insane. It is insane. It's scary. It is scary. Um. But like we were talking about promoting Comics ourselves and, and promoting. I don't know how I got some yeah. foods, but um, I oh, had you, do, yeah, you made the analogy. I had to do a show. Um, so during the pandemic, I tried to do some some stand up shows and continue uh-huh. with it. But I I mean, a lot of us in the whole world went through very traumatic experiences during the pandemic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Uh, and and so I found myself in a position where I wasn't in the mental capacity to put up with people's foolishness. Uh-huh. And so I kind of took a little break, a step back. And then when I tried to get back into doing my shows again, I was faced with a lot of uncomfortable situations. And and then one show where I was actually looking forward to performing, I announced it. I put it on my Instagram. I put it on my story. Uh-huh. Like I publicized it. Yeah. I reached out to people. And I'll, unfortunately, what people don't know is like if you don't purchase your tickets with advanced time, then your show can be canceled. <laughs> so people that follow me know this because this has happened several times. Yeah, and that it's like venues will be like, "Sorry, you don't have this many tickets sold. Yeah, we're canceling." The and show. you're done. Exactly, and that's exactly what fuck. happened to me. Yeah. I they were like, um, "We have zero advanced purchases from you," even though I had people that had told me that they were coming. So it wasn't the show that got canceled. They took you off. They the took show. me off. Oh, see, I don't the like lineup, that. and it's like I've done what i could do i'm doing your job of promoting the show in in situations like that they just need to be more transparent about what's taking place because yeah like a lot of people it's la dude people wait to the last minute to fucking decide if they're gonna go somewhere um yeah that's that's the nature of the beast right yeah but that's where running your own show as stressful and annoying as it is helps because it's like, all right, well, no matter what, I know I'm going to, I'm not going to kick myself off my own fucking show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My my friend and I had an open mic every Friday for a few, like a year or two. Oh, really? A few years back. And it was nice. That's where I got to workshop a lot of my Uh material and starting and what happened the pandemic shut it down no we shut it down ourselves before the pandemic just because we were burnt out yeah it's a, it's it's very stressful like I, I, stressful. I have two shows that i run right now and even those are like you know people cancel and or people don't want to do it or people leave me on red i'm like are you fucking serious that's I'm so rude give, i'm putting money in your pocket yeah Whatever. wait you pay comics i've never gotten paid i've gotten paid once I pay comics on all my shows. That's awesome. That's because you're a comics comic. Like I, you understand. Yeah. And you know, you yeah, do we this. Have a, I, I always, yeah, I always pay. I mean, some, some like I have like, a, this is what you're going to get. Others, I'm like, I'm going to pay you. I don't know how much it is, but like Depending you will get door, paid. Yeah. Um, but I'm always honest. Like, but yeah, I would never not pay somebody. That's um, a, that's great. like are like not booked on the show and they ask me for a guest spot because then it's in the thing if you're asking for a guest spot then you can't expect to get paid for a yeah. guest spot but if i book you on my show you will get paid nice and some people still don't even book me on your show all right okay um also it's funny because when i was new and newer and 
even sometimes still like I would drive really far for no money. Yes. Um, one of my buddies, actually, Justin Berkman. I love you, buddy. I'm going to see you this weekend, actually. Um, he lives in Vegas. But he's one of the first comics that took me on the road. Um, and like a couple weeks ago, there was like a memory of him and I that that popped up. And uh, I, I, I love him because he was really one of the first like comics to take me on the road with them. Um, and that experience was like so valuable at the time. Um, but he also... I don't remember what I said, but I was just like, you know, I always appreciate you, whatever. I posted it on like Facebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, you're headlining clubs now in certain places because you, I did a show. He was in San Jose at the improv. Mm -hmm. This is, I mean, 10 years ago. And I just asked him like, can I do a guest spot? He's like in San Jose. I'm like, yeah, I've always wanted to perform at that comedy club. Like, uh, I don't care. Like I'll go, you know? And he's like, you drove six hours to do a guest spot for no money. Like, that's why now you are headlining places and working a lot. And I'm like, you're right. So now when people like I offer them money and they're like, no, I'm like, okay, I just make a note. This person doesn't want it like they say they do. And then I just probably won't ask them again. Yeah. Not like my shows are like fucking, you know, huge, but like I, I pay people. They will They're be. fun. They're fun. They are a lot of fun. I think I've done one of your shows. No. No? Never. Didn't I do a guest spot? Or we performed on the same lineup. Maybe one of Eric's shows? Yeah. Yeah. That and another one before, I believe. I think we've both done the Brea Improv on the same lineup. Never. 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 Once. A long time ago. Really? Yes. I remember that was the first time I saw you, but we didn't actually like have a full on conversation yeah. until HBO. I'm such was. an asshole. No, you're fine. <laughs> you're not an asshole. Uh, wait, okay. We got to get to this before we get out of here. How did you get out of here? <laughs> oh, how did I get out of here? Okay. So I was, right. <laughs> I was uh, modeling and doing print work and stuff in Denver. And uh-huh. then one of my friends from high school had actually gone to Chicago to film school. They came back. They wanted to film a movie in Denver okay. with Denver talent. And they're like, you model. Can you act? And I was like, sure. No, I couldn't fucking act. Uh-huh. I didn't know how to do shit. Um, but I auditioned. I actually got the role and I had so much fun on stage. And I realized this is what I want to do. So I called a friend that I have that lives here Uh and I said, I want to pursue acting. I'm thinking of moving. She's like, come, you can move in with us her and her husband while you find your own spot. And I was like, down. So I moved out here Uh and just started going to classes, figuring things out. And here I am. And actually, 90 percent of my bookings are in English, even though my Spanish is perfect. Yeah. But I saw you in a commercial. Which Remember, I I was at the gym up. In Victorville, and uh-huh. it was like a oh, car. Oh, yeah, and that one I was speaking in Spanish, right? But it was, I was like, you were like, is it you? Because you asked me, we were like, was it in Spanish? And I was like, I didn't, I didn't wasn't sure, but because the sound wasn't, it was just on the TV. Yeah, it's at the and gym. You, you were don't like, no, it's in Spanish. I was like, oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah. So, how long have you been out here? I've been out here about 12 years now. Oh, wow. That's a yeah. long time. It's been a, it's been a while. Yeah. So, you, you rode out COVID here. I did. Okay. My, now husband and I had just moved in together right before COVID. Perfect. And everybody was like, oh my God, now you guys are either going to break up For or sure. you're going to get married. And okay. I'm like, those are the same fucking odds at any point in time True, for a relationship. For like magnified during COVID. Yeah. Like you really knew if you were We stuck. really knew. Yeah. And I'm married, so. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. What does your boyfriend do? Or I'm sorry, your, what does your husband do? Yeah, yeah. He's an actor as well. Okay. Yeah. Is that how you guys met? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we met outside of a casting office pretending to be a real couple because we're actors. Of course. I hate that they ask for real couples. I, I, I do too because I have a, I have, well, so my ex-girlfriend, she came out here and kind of pursued acting. Um, so we had submitted ourselves on a few things and we booked, a, we booked one of those cart commercials too. Nice. Um, a while ago. And it was like, all right, that's cool. But like, so now I have like, um, another, cause you know, my ex is in Oklahoma. She's mm-hmm. not coming back here, but now I have another, like, like, a what's the acting, word? Like an acting another? spouse. Yeah, yeah. Like, so we have pictures together. Yeah. Um, and we dated for like a second. Um, but, and um, you stayed friends. huh? And you stayed friends. Kind of. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a long story, but like, we don't really like talk per se 
But you'll do auditions as couples? Well, like, I'll, I'll be like, hey, I just submitted us for this, whatever. Yeah. Like, um, you know, whatever. Like, we almost got, this is years ago, but we almost got, true. we were on a veil for True Blood. I had nice. her on the podcast a while ago, but um, we were on a veil for True Blood and we were going to have to play like, what when they call it? Like like a nudity scene or sexual intimacy? Sim, sim, an intimate sexual simulation, simulation, simulating. I, I can't fucking talk. Uh, <laughs> like simu, simulating sex, like something like that. And she was like, "Are you cool with that?" I'm like, "For True Blood, I fucking Lafayette yeah. can fuck me in the asshole, dude. I don't care." Like that was one of my favorite shows. Nice. Uh, and we were on the veil, and then we didn't get it. But like, uh, so she's still like my like yeah like if I have to submit, we submit she's the pictures. Your on-screen and, but she has other. a minimum that she will work for. Okay. So if it's below this dollar amount, she won't. Don't she, even submit. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, good That's for smart. you, I guess. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Whatever. Um, she knows so, her worth. So you guys so you guys auditioned together. They pitted you do. together and then uh we didn't book the commercial, but we got married. Yeah, it's fucking better. <laughs> but I guess. but it's it's crazy because we didn't start dating right after that audition. We were uh -huh. friends. We had a lot of similar friends. Uh -huh. uh, we were in the same group of friends. Okay. We were both in a relationship at the time. So we didn't see each other right. as anything other than friends. And then we broke up with our exes uh -huh. and we were still very much friends. Oh, this is why I was telling you about specificity. Oh. So I was tired of the alley dating scene. And I told my one of my best friends, I'm like, I'm, I'm so over like just the dating and the randoming. Like I just, Same. I want a serious man, somebody that knows what they want. He's like, uh -huh. okay, exactly. What do you want? I gave him my laundry list, uh -huh. like to the point where was I was like, mine? oh yeah, <laughs> dude, mine had like 30 items on okay, it. Okay, so I only have like a handful. Mine was like, he has to be taller than six feet. He has uh, to have one a of perfect those. smile Boo! with perfect teeth, <laughs> but he needs to be kind and generous, blah, 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 yeah. you know? And he's like, you just described your husband or like my now husband uh -huh. and i was like huh i did but we were friends so right. i feel like once you put it out there you share it with a friend you know you're more likely to manifest it and draw it into i like, tweeted it and i've talked about you it tweeted your list of what you want yeah and actually i love that I, ta I talked about well i tweeted it and then i shared it on my instagram story i'm gonna go find it and share it on my story um, and be like yo where are my friends that meet these i had this girl right we were like <sighs> I'm not on any apps anymore because it's just stupid, but we were on Bumble, I think. Uh -huh. um, whatever. We were kind of talking back and forth. And like first red flag was I. What's your favorite type of food? Mexican. Fucking of course. <laughs> Perfect answer. Everybody loves Mexican food. It's so delicious. Uh, we it, have seasonings. Yeah. It, yeah. And it's no one doesn't like Mexican food. If you don't like Mexican food, Mark, you like Mexican food? Yeah, of course. Like you love, and and we have the best Mexican food here. Yeah. And some of my favorite restaurants are Mexican restaurants. So, my my thing is like, I used to take, I used to try very early, like first or second date, we're going to a Dodger game because if you can't have fun, it's there's, it's, it's not worth. That's it. your deal breaker. Yeah. But even if you aren't fun, I'm still gonna have a good time at the game, and so it's like kind of like a win win for me either yeah. way. Either you're great, and then we can proceed or you're not i'm still gonna have fun at the game and then we just won't talk anymore yeah I, she kind of gave me the vibe that that wasn't gonna be and i just dogger tickets are now the most expensive ticket so i was like let's go to a mexican restaurant and i was kind of listing some of my favorite mexican restaurants and she's like oh i've never heard of any of those places i'm like whatever what? and so i'm like this is she's like well if they don't have good seafood dishes i won't know of it and I'm like, well, you can't really gauge a Mexican restaurant on their seafood because that's not really what we do. And she's like, well, I can because I'm a pescatarian. Mm. And so right off the back, I'm like, fucking red flag. That's <laughs> a red flag for you, pescatarian. I'm, I'm not fucking with a vegetarian. I'm not <laughs> fucking with a pescatarian. Anything that ends with Aryan, fucking no, dude. I love meat. I, I love barbecue. Everyone knows that follows me knows I fucking everywhere I go, especially like when I'm in a... The, the South and the, you know, middle of America, like I look for the best barbecue spot. Where's the best barbecue spot here? Here? Yeah. Bloodsos. You're welcome. Bloodsos? Blood it's, what's better? Oh, I love Bloodsos. Um, slab is also very good. Um, I love Bloodsos more though. I'm going to look um, it up. Yeah. It's right I, on La Brea, love... south of Melrose a little bit. Okay. So good. 
do I have to go dressed up or can I go like this no, you after go right the show? There, dude. You can go for it. I've gone there after the gym, dude. It's the okay. best. Right. Uh, but anyway, it was one red flag after another. And then finally we kept talking and we kept, and I finally, I, I just sent her a list. I was like, do you like baseball? Do you like pro wrestling? Do you like NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Um, and she was like, I don't like baseball. I don't like pro wrestling and I don't like NSYNC or Backstreet Boys. She's like, are these deal breakers? I said, 100%. <laughs> fucking that's better you get it out of the way yes i feel like that's another thing i feel like transparency is huge yeah transparency and communication at the beginning of a relationship like on our first date and granted we were already friends but we were we spoke about everything that people say don't talk about i said i want to get married in two years and possibly start a family is that your game plan or are you more of like a 10 guy 10 year (laughs) plan because I need to know because that immediately puts you that's on like date? that's first date. Whoa. Uh we talked about religion, we talked about politics, we talked about Whoa. family dynamics. Fuck. I'm telling you, yeah. you know why? You don't want to waste your time on somebody who's not gonna have the same uh what is it, like your top values. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Cause why? I Do you wanna it. date somebody and then find out that they're a shithead like years down the road? Like Toast. my ex total shithead oh, and shit. i i wasted four years with him i names. mean i learned a lot about names. <laughs> myself but there's like i remember one time he he was like a low-key racist oh. but i hadn't picked up on it because i had my blinders you know like you love someone but like i made chile colorado for dinner and uh-huh. he was like what and I was like, Chile Colorado, you know, it's like the red chili with the meat and the potatoes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, then you say red chili and you say Colorado because we're in America. And I was like, slow down, Strom Thurmond. Yeah. And then he would make fun of me for saying cilantro. And he's like, why do you say it cilantro in Spanish? Oh, why yeah, don't yeah. you say cilantro? And I'm like, because it's coriander in English. So cilantro is proper, my man. Like, Shit. So he was a white guy. He was a white guy. No bueno. It was an uncultured white guy. A what? Uncultured white guy. Clearly. Clearly. Um, all right. We're going to have to wrap this up, dude. Okay. I, I always bounce all over the place. I'm so sorry. No, you're um, fine. Well, we're glad you're here. Thanks. Thank um, you so much for having glad me. Glad we finally got to do this after like <laughs> a year. Um, do you have like any projects or things that people can look out for you in coming up? Coming up in the works. I can't think of any on the top of my head, but I will be hitting some more mics. Okay. I you'll do my show. She already said so. I'm, I'm gonna be in your show. Uh-huh. I mean, I have some spots on TV for commercials coming up, and okay. some currently airing. They they're airing right now. I have one airing right now. Okay. Yeah. This is not the car one that I saw. No, it's another one. This is another one. What's this one? It's a pharmaceutical. Really? My first pharmaceutical commercial. Wait, have I seen it? Is I it posted on my story. It's in English. Okay. Yeah, I play a mom. I feel like I wait. I feel like I've seen it. Probably. What 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 is that? Do you remember? Like it's for eczema medication. Uh-huh. I don't have eczema. People have asked. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I'm wait, an actor. So, you're, so when it says real people, not actors, they're lying. No, because this one says actors on the bottom. Oh, it does say. I okay. think so. Yeah. I was in a commercial years ago that was like a pro. Uh, um, fuck. It's this is gonna it, basically like it was. Uh, oh God, what's endorsing? people getting tested uh-huh. for AIDS uh-huh. and I played a gay man <laughs> and you didn't have AIDS and you're not when well, I'm also not gay yeah but it's was like I'm getting tested because I care about him and he was saying the same thing about me and so many people would come up to me and be like I saw you on TV with your boyfriend I'm like I saw my boyfriend <laughs> dude I'm an actor I'm such a good actor that I yeah. play, you guys believe me but like you know it's a lot of times it's really actors even though it says not actors but yours says actors i think it says actors and i mean it's very obvious that i don't have eczema because they use like a red squiggly to identify the eczema so it's like okay you know but yeah i've done stuff where i'm like the postpartum mom i don't even have kids (laughs) but i'm like the body after the whatever it is that they're selling i don't know i love hollywood man yeah hollywood i always wanted to do a valtrex commercial a valtrex yeah General herpes. Oh, okay. They were very popular back in the day. Not really wow. any more Valtrex commercials, but it was like, I always want, thought, just thought it would be funny to do one. Yeah. Because people would think that I was. They would think that you would have it. That, yeah. And that would be funny. It's but, like anything that comes from Hollywood, our accents are fake. Yeah. Everything's our, fake. Our uh, reality shows laws. are fake. Spoiler alert. They're so fake. I've been in several. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> on game shows that are not real. And yeah. just like, whatever, dude. So, um, well, I'll, I'll put your. Uh, w- I always say I'm going to put your info in the show notes 
but yeah. not everyone knows how to use show notes. So tell them where they can find you on social. Uh, my Instagram handle is it's ITS. Uh -huh. It's Ariana Sanchez. Uh -huh. One N. One N. Yeah. Okay. So at ITS. A-R-I-A-N-A, -A -A, Sanchez. Sanchez. Okay. And, and I think I have that on my, I don't really use TikTok, but I have it on there. Okay. Yeah. Mainly Instagram is what I use. Okay. Um, yeah. I so said, we'll put in the show notes, but if you don't have, if you don't know how to use show notes, just follow Ariana. And uh, if you're listening to this, I will be this weekend. I'll be at Notoriety Live in Las Vegas, Friday Ooh. and Saturday. And then next week I'll be in Austin. I'm going to be doing some shows at the Sunset Strip Comedy Club. I'm going nice. to be at the East Austin Comedy Club and a couple other spots. Um, and then the following week I'll be at Chadwick's in Medford, Oregon. That's the 21st and 22nd. And that's all you guys need to know for right now. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave me a review, please. If you're listening on Spotify, leave a review, like the podcast, share it. It helps us with the algorithm. And thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.